Welcome back to the podcast that rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Sorry about last week we had to take a week off. It was our first week off in a while, but I just desperately needed to catch up on other stuff. With me again this week is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. There we go. Hopefully you all are doing well. Hopefully the fall is hitting all of you in the Northern Hemisphere. I think that's where most of my listeners are anyway, so I think that works out pretty well. Um, there's been some interesting things that have happened in the past two weeks, and it's been nothing chaotic in the music scene, at least. I think that's fair. Everything else is wild and crazy, as always, but, you know, music-wise, it's been okay. Um, we're going to start off just with some new upcoming new music, because there's some interesting developments that I'm curious to like get feedback on everywhere else and also just to hear what Gretchen has to say because I didn't talk with some of these before um first of all we'll get this out of the way then we'll move on because I know Gretchen's probably sick of this Deftones Ohms comes out this Friday I'm very excited I will have an album review on that one please check that out on the main channel um Deftones are great I am very biased take that for what it's worth Moving on. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> Idols has their new album coming out on Friday. I just posted an album review of their latest album, Ultramano, yesterday on the main channel. Check that out. All, all, Idols, for those who are unaware, British punk rock band, true punk rock, you know, fight the system punk rock, not simple plan. Wah, I don't want to have to wake up in the morning to go to school, punk. No. And now. Yes. So... Definitely check that one out also. That's on the main channel. That album comes out this Friday. And also, I got a press release yesterday about Smith & Meyer's upcoming album, their full LP. And they have some interesting um, choices for what they're going to be doing on their album. And I'm going to ask Gretchen this first, because she is the number one Shinedown aficionado. And, Damn right. And Gretchen, are you aware of some of the cover choices that Smith & Meyer's will be doing on this album? I am not. They have not put it out there. Okay. This Friday, they'll be making announcements. I have permission to at least say what they're going to be doing. I can't, like, play clips or anything. Mm -hmm. um, they will be having quite a few reimaginings and covers of different songs, which, mm -hmm. uh, along with their own original music, one of which is a reimagining of Neil Young's Rockin' in the Free World. Mm-hmm. Which is... Oh, well, we've heard that one. Exactly. So they've done stuff before. They also... Some levity to it. There's also going to be other uh, workings... One of which has been recorded and should be released Friday is Smith and Meyer's cover of Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. What? I will repeat it just to make sure Gretchen heard me and along with everyone else. Smith and Meyer's of Shinedown will be releasing their cover of Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. Are you serious? One That's more time, amazing. one more time to make sure everyone has it sunk in. <laughs> Smith and Myers of Shinedown on their full LP will be releasing their cover of Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I've heard the song. It's going to be, I think it'll be public on Friday. I'm not positive about that. At the very least, they'll have the news about mm -hmm. it on Friday. So you're hearing it here first, folks. I don't, I'm not going to get in trouble if I say that. Um, yeah. So they're oh getting they're getting a little creative. Oh my god, that's fantastic! I told I told everyone many months ago that this quarantine is going to be when every single band does covers of everything. Oh my god, I'm so excited! I, I 
I got so excited that Ivan just came in here to check on me. Okay, uh, um, Ivan, is Ivan aware that Smith and Myers will be covering Billy Eilish's bad guy? Ivan, what do you think of it? What do you think of it? He's like, I don't know. Mom got excited, so I came to check on her. Understandable. Um, there's also some other news going on. It's I will not spoil anything either way. I want open opinions from everyone. You can at me on Twitter. Leave comments on this video if you're listening to it on YouTube. Let me know what you think. If this song does come out this Friday, either the news, the press, the press release is 100% coming out Friday because I, they asked me to post it. So I will be posting it on Friday. I don't know if the song will be available on Friday, but I assure you the song exists and it's coming. And yeah, that's what you can expect from the voice and guitarist of Shinedown. Oh my God. Like, I can't even imagine how that's going to sound, but I'm so excited because obviously I love, you know, Brent and Zach, but I also love Billie Eilish. Ivan sounds so... extremely excited right now as well. I... So Leave me alone right now. I don't that's know what's fine. going on. That's fine. You give him good boy pets. Um, just um, for some of the parts of that press release that's coming up, there is going to be more information coming out with all their own new song, more covers. This is going to be a full LP with a lot of different stuff coming out. I mean, Shinedown is still going strong on their year off, especially after the success of Atlas Falls. So doing something like this is definitely going to get a lot of attention. I just, this is something rock radio is going to start blasting as well. So definitely, definitely going to be a big deal for that. So excited so to the, actually hear that. Like I said, there's a lot of new music coming out, a lot of interesting things. Um, to break this up, just the news break in the chat room. Am I coming in okay audio-wise? I've been having some issues with my mic this past week. Please let me know if my audio sounds a little low. I'll try to bump it up on the fly, but just let me know if everything sounds okay. And we'll go from there. So, other than that, well, it takes a few seconds for people to respond. Other new music coming out very soon. Uh, Corey Taylor's debut solo album, CMFT, will be coming out October 2nd, along with Devil Driver's upcoming part one of their two-part album, Dealing with Demons. So for the heavier music stuff, there's that. And again, tons of new music starting to come out left and right at this point. I'm excited. Audio's good. Thank you very much for the people that responded in the chat room. So like I said, this is the point now where we're going to start hearing a lot of new stuff. And a lot of surprises, a lot of announcements and things like that. I'm excited. I hope everyone, at whatever stage they are, in whatever country they are, are able to find access to the new music and stuff as it comes out. Because we are at least in a situation where it's a lot easier. You've heard me rant about Spotify and streaming services. It's not that they're destroying the music industry. They're changing the music industry. So that's something else. Someone just mentioned in the chat room, the new Struts album comes out October 16th. That's awesome. The new Pucifer album come, uh, uh, will be coming out as well. That's Maynard James Keenan's third band. They have two songs already available, including Apocalyptical, which I really enjoy. That'll be coming out October 30th. So there is a mad amount of albums coming out relatively in the next five or six weeks. And along with that, if you are a patron on Rocked, um, next month will be How Did I Miss This, where I take Patreon requests for albums I missed over the past three months from the third quarter, meaning uh, July, August, September. And I'll have people vote on those, which albums I want to cover. I'll be doing six total. So it's my attempt to play catch up. There's well, a uh, lot. We know what album won't be there. Which one? Uh, a, a Day to Remember. 
Well, <laughs> like it has to cut up beyond a year. Um, it has to exist for me to do the review on it. Yes, that is a very hard criteria that I think any Alvin reviewer would actually have to rely on. Yeah, it you is coming up on think a, about. It is coming up on a year. It was the first week of November that it was supposed yep. to come out, and we are now on the last week of September of a year later. And I said Deftones this Friday. Trust me, that was the first thing I broke up about. I'm sure Gretchen's here tried and probably a little tired of me talking about it. But after the review that I post, um, I'm sure everyone will ha- I'll be able to move on, kind of, unless I'm still blasting the album. Uh, so there's so much stuff going on. There's a lot of new stuff. Speaking of Corey Taylor, when I talked about his solo album coming out, Corey Taylor also announced he's doing a live stream concert of his home solo stuff at the Forum from Los Angeles. Big venue, big spectacle, full stage production. Cherry Bombs will be performing with him. It's a full show. I can't stress enough. Corey Taylor has wild things in store. I talked to him very, very briefly just about it. And he said he's extremely excited about it because the form has always held a special place in his heart. And him doing a solo show with a band behind him performing his new music, along with Slipknot and uh, Stone Sour songs, and having his wife's group Cherry Bombs performing, and having full stage production, full pyro, everything's going on crazy like that. That show will be October 2nd, the same day as the album comes out. And it will be running for, I think, 72 hours uh, pay-per-view streaming. So that way, once you buy a ticket for it at $15 a minimum, you get 72 hours to watch it as much as you want over and over again. Hmm. And I bought one ticket. Gretchen and I are going to like do that probably on my birthday. Something like that. It's like her birthday night to mm-hmm. check that out because it's still quarantine and we can't do fun things quite just yet. <laughs> so that sounds like something really fun for us. And we will, I'll do it on... Uh, the day after the album comes out. So I'm very excited. We'll give a little bit of a report to what we think about the live stream show, but I expect big things. And I know Corey does not do anything like this half-heartedly. So if you're interested, you can go to Corey Taylor's website. It has all the links. There's pre-order and bundle packages. If you want posters, laminates, along with all the pre-order for his upcoming album, everything like that's on there. So lots of stuff for Corey Taylor. And um, thank you again to everyone in the chat room right now. I see people talking about new music and stuff like that. It's thank you guys again. I missed this part of it. Sorry again. I mentioned it in the very beginning. We had to take a week off last week just so I could catch up on everything. It was the first week I took off in a while and there wasn't a huge amount of news last week. So it just made sense for it to work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, As a heads up, the only planned week we will be taking off, or at least we might do it a day later, is on election day in the first week of November. We will most likely Mm -hmm. be doing it a day after, like that Wednesday. But again, that's over a month away. So just something to keep in mind as well. And as we move on from all the new music information, we have a lot of different stuff, including, and I'll say this again for Gresham's sake, um, Smith and Myers will be covering Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. And I, I shouldn't say covering. They already have covered it. It's recorded. They've already done it. Yes. They're going to be releasing it. That's a better way to say it. Uh, one interesting thing that popped up over this past couple days is a bit of an anomaly. Something that I was not expecting. And there's quite a bit of it now floating around. There's lots of clips online. I'll tag one on GetRock.net with this podcast post. I'll try to remember to put this in, like, in the YouTube comments and stuff like that on this website on this uh podcast episode there was a special episode of family feud celebrity edition 
and it was recorded several months ago before quarantine truly started in Florida. And mm-hmm. say what you want about Family Feud now. Steve Harvey, I feel um, some days he's loving every second of it. Some days he truly is just sick of the stupid people on his show. And again, it's Family Feud. That's kind of part of the job, though. However, a few months ago, at the very beginning of this year, or I, w- I don't want to say very beginning. I think it was like earlier, first quarter of this year before quarantine truly started. There was a special celebrity edition of Fallout Boy versus Weezer on Celebrity Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Oh dear. It sounds as ridiculous as it as I just described it. The stream stopped? Someone just said mm-hmm. the stream stopped. Am I still going, everyone? Mm. I guess. It's back now. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, one person says the stream stopped. Oh my gosh, the stream stopped. And that freaks me out, even though it might just be for that one person. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> with Family Feuds episode, you might be wondering, well, it's usually five on five. How does that work with Weezer and Fallout Boy when it's four members in each band? Well, Weezer was joined by one of their uh, friends, if I'm correct, like a music producer. She was with their family, so to speak. And joining Fallout Boy was Seth Green from Robot Chicken, Family Guy, and many, many movies. Yeah. Again, it's as random as I make it sound. See, this isn't so... It's not a bad idea. This is a genius alternative way to advertise the Hello Megator, which was the original plan back in the beginning of this year when Hello Megator was still being planned if you remember. Because they were going to go on a big fatty yeah. tour with Green Day. And now that's planned for 2021. And I think it's going to be... I do want to go to that show. I will travel for that one because I've never seen Green Day live. And I would love to shoot Green Day. Watching mm-hmm. some of the family, uh, family Feud clips, I have to wonder... One, I think they gave them some easy questions. And two... I don't think all rock stars are as intelligent and sophisticated as they are made out to be. Now, that sounds mean, considering, hey, Fall Out Guy was put on the spot. Maybe they just couldn't think of things that fast. (laughs) Let me go over some of the answers they gave. Because in the one episode of Fall Out Boy 1, and they got to play Fast Money for their charity of choice, some of the answers they give from Patrick Stump... What's the name, what animal, or pets, I should say, what pets would you not want to take on a walk? His answer, porcupine. (laughs) Steve Harvey said, that's not a pet, but whatever. Another question. On a scale of 1 to 10, how charming would you rate yourself? Patrick Sumpfers said 5. However, Pete Wentz before him set five also, so Patrick Stump had to give another number. And Patrick Stump guessed three. Make whatever jokes you want about that. <sighs> and finally, another question, and this ended the round. Name a month of the calendar year that starts with the letter A. Pete Wentz said August. Then Patrick Stump after him said August. The buzzer went, and Patrick Stump was asked to give another answer. Patrick Stump could not think of another month, and the timer ran out. That's it. How do you, how do you forget April? It's uh, the best month. 
I could make jokes. I'll again. I'll link the full clip. Um, there are some people in the comments, not too kindly, pointing out that Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump are not known for their quick-witted uh, informational trivia and being able to think of terms that everyone would say, Family Feud style. Boy, oh boy, this does not make them look good. If you were an anti-Fallout Boy fan, you're going to be rolling around on the floor. I guess that's why his last name is Stump. Oh, Gretchen. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>, it's Stump. <laughs> uh, so, someone just said in the chat, October. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> Wait, that was pretty funny. Wow, yes. rude. Obuary. Rude. Ar- Arch. Arch. Oh, Arch. we're now getting into pirate months. Arch. 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 <laughs> uh, see, and also there's other episodes that are going to be airing. Like, I think they might all be online at this point now because, again, this stuff was aired a long time ago. It just, like, recorded a long time ago. It just aired, like, right after the Emmys on ABC. And there's many episodes, because they usually record a week's worth of episodes in one filming down in Florida. So I'm very interested to see how Weezer does. I'm interested to see how Seth Green does, because he is a very intelligent man and a very witty man. Mm -hmm. So that's also impressive. I still don't get the association of uh, Seth Green and Fall Out Boy. If anyone would like to fill me in on that, please let me know. Because last I checked, Seth Green is not a member of Fall Out Boy. No. <laughs> Not even close. So That's what happened during quarantine. Oh, they added a fifth member? They, they added a fifth member. It was Seth Green. You know, if honestly, after Mania in 2018, Seth Green can only help. <laughs> only help. There's only one direction after that one, and it's up. So Seth Green wants to make add his sense of humor and things to the music. You go for it, Seth. My full blessing. I don't even know what to say about that. So uh, I just wanted to point that out again. I'll post that in the chat right now for people who want to check it out later. Just for like the one clip of Fast Money with Fallout Boy. So other than that, uh, we'll go through the Billboard's mainstream top three right now before we get into our next little segment. Uh, since it was two weeks off, there has been some changes, but not really that much, to be honest. For the Billboard Mainstream Rock Charts Top 3 of this week, at number 3 is Seether's Dangerous. Mm. I feel like that song's really starting to... Yeah. Yeah. It gets played a lot on Sirius. It does. I agree. Also, uh, someone in the chat just said, Fall Out Boy cameoed in a Seth Green movie called Sex Drive. Okay. That, okay, so they do know each other. That makes sense. Seth Green was in a music video for This Ain't, it, this Ain't a Scene. Okay, so they actually do have some association. Oh. That's good to know. I Again, I would not, not have... Just random. <laughs> it just feels extremely random. But you know what? Fine. Again, it is Celebrity Family Feud. Seth Green does count as a celebrity in that sense. And being on a game show, that sounds like Seth Green's type of thing. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two on Billboard's mainstream top three of the week is the uncovered recording of Chris Cornell's Patience. That's a cover of the Guns N' Roses Patience song. Mm-hmm. It's quite good. If you haven't, it is a little, it's a very straightforward Chris Cornell singing tribute. It sounds great. Chris mm-hmm. Cornell always sounds good. So if you want to check that yep. out. And at number one still, Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony, all within my hands. And 
I feel it's time for that song to start taking a backseat because there's better on SM2 and the staying power of All Within My Hands with the Symphony, while infinitely better than the original, it's worn out its welcome. That's just my opinion. So, and I say that also saying that there's better songs on there than the All Within My Hands cover. There's also worse. I know I didn't really talk that much about Metallica SM2. They also did a second, a remade version of No Leaf Clover, like they did on SNM One. Uh, not as good as the original on SNM One. I thought that was kind of interesting. Again, that's just me. Say whatever you want about that. So, make your own decisions on that. Uh, looking quickly at the top ten of Billboard's Mainstream Rock, there's still tons of fluctuation, songs moving back and forth. So, someone just said, if there's no Saint Anger snare on the song, let it last. Yeah, well, again, that's why it's better. So, <laughs> um. Now comes the interesting part that uh, just broke today before we'll go through this rather quickly. Rolling Stone about, oh, I want to say in 2003, something along the lines of that, made a big long list of the 500 top albums of all time. All genres, all artists, the biggest albums ever. That's a lot to work through. And they just released today... The updated version. From, started from scratch, all 500 albums, and they broke it down on the website, 500 to 451, 450 to 4, 401. And it's a lot to go through. There's a lot of big hitters. There's a lot of surprises. I have not gone through the entire list yet. However, I will go through the top 10 for everyone because I know someone is going to think, like, going to ask about that. Yes. Again, a lot of different genres on this and a lot of big names. At number 10, from 1998, Lauren Hill's The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. That was a big deal. I remember that being a big deal. And she never, unfortunately, um, got any bigger than that when that album came out, just for many different reasons. At number 9, Bob Dylan, Blood on the Tracks. Hmm. Now, I'm not going to say Bob Dylan is not... a one of the best songwriters of all time, because he absolutely is. I do feel that Bob Dylan is the best songwriter. He's not. There are many other bands and musicians have taken his music and excelled with it, though. However, mm-hmm. I won't knock it for being on the list. I can't. I mean, he is the standard for that. At number eight, Prince and the Revolution, Purple Rain. Heck yeah. From 1984. Fair enough. Heck can't, yeah. Can't argue that one. No. At number seven, Fleetwood Mac, with rumors from 1977. Yes. So absolutely, you're getting some. I, I could tell that Gretchen very approved so far of the top ten. Yes. At number six, from 1991, Nevermind by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I get why they put it on there. Yep. I mean that album is that was that much of a game changer. At number five, from 1969, Abbey Road by the Beatles. I'm gonna leave now. Oh, Gretchen, where are you going? No, get back here. Ivan, please refrain, Gretchen. Overrated. I will not say they're overrated. I say the Beatles became the amazing spectacle that they were later in their career, in the second half of their career in the 60s. It's the um, earlier Beatles songs that really get to me. There's like, okay, I've had enough of this, but the later stuff, you better believe I love. Apparently, the only songs that I seem to like are sung by, um, is it the drummer? 
I don't even know. I, don't know I highly it. doubt it. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> like, um, be quiet. It's like, um, like one of my favorite songs is, um, it's the octopus one. Okay, well, George Harrison is my favorite Beatle. He's one of the guitarists. He sings something, and while my guitar gently weeps. Cool. Huh. Gretchen's a Ringo fan. Interesting. Okay. Yes, Ringo. There we go. Okay, then. Huh. <laughs> I like Ringo. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> At number four from 1976, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. Okay. At number three from 1971, Blue by Joni Mitchell. Okay. That's very interesting to be that yeah. high up. Yeah. But hey, I'm, again, not going to knock it. Now number, no. now, number two, I know Gretchen's going to love. From 1966, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. All right. Now I'm really out. The number uh, two what? album of all time, Gretchen. That is correct. What? I've. I'm not making that up. I'll send you the article. Made this list. And what were they smoking when they did it? Gretchen, just because someone makes a choice you don't like doesn't mean they're on crack. The Beach Boys suck. (laughs) I've said it here. Y'all can quote me on that. The Beach Boys suck. I just sent Gretchen the list, the 500 greatest, and like with the last remaining one. I want to go through the whole list deep i just there's no way i would have had time earlier when i saw it like this list just dropped today um i also agree i would not put pet sounds from the beach boys at number two now i am fine with the beach boys however gretchen is not no and that's a that's that's like a um an inherited thing like neither of my parents like the beach boys so we just never played it in the house but when i hear it now i just i cannot stand that kind of i don't know that that beach sound which they're known fun, for fun, fun till her daddy <laughs> takes her t-boat away can't stand it. also when i say i don't mind the beach boys Everyone who listens to my channel, uh, the main channel, this podcast, have watched my videos for years. You know I have no problem when I have saying a band I think is bad when I think they're bad. So take that for what it's worth. I, I mean, and I pr- should probably say they're not bad by regular standards. They're just bad in my mind. Fair enough. They're not for Gretchen. Same with same with the Beatles. I like to I like to embellish that a little bit. There are some Beatles songs I like. Fair enough. They're just not for Gretchen. They're just not for me. Just not my thing. So, and the number one album of all time, according to Rolling Stone, from 1971, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. And it's very hard for me to argue that. Huh. Okay. Not what I expected, but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean... I will say this, the top 10 had variety, had change in the decades, had the big names. Um, I was Mm -hmm. looking over some of the top 50, just kind of like quickly through. There's a lot of Radiohead on this top list, a lot. I think Kid A came in at number 20 of the top 100 albums of of all time of the top 500. So for you Radiohead fans, there's many Radiohead albums on here. The Beatles also were at number 24 with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I'll just do a quick scan just for everything. The Beatles' White Album at number 29. I would have put that one higher, to be honest. That's my favorite Beatles album. Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced at number 30. I'm just going over some of the rock ones and and things like that. 
Um, da -da -da -da. The, Beatles there... the Beatles' Rubber Soul at number 35. And again, I don't know about that one being that high. But the other Beatles ones, yes, I do agree with. Michael Jackson's Off the Wall at 36, even though he's not rock. Still worth pointing out. Bob Dylan, Blonde on Blonde at number 38, Talking Heads. David Bowie, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and The Spiders from Mars at number 40. Again, mm. of the top 500 of all time, can't really knock that. Yeah. That's a huge deal, you know. The Rolling Stones, Let It Bleed at number 41. Radiohead, OK Computer at number 42. And as we keep going, Prince, Sign of the Times at number 45. So another Prince in the top 50. The Ramones with their self-title from 1976 at number 47. And... Okay. So, okay, I tell you what. Just as a bonus, I'll just quickly scan through the 51 to 100 because I haven't done that yet either. But then I'll stop. We'll have to keep moving forward because there is another little segment I would like to go through. Um, for those asking, is certain album on there? Is band on there? Um, I will post the link in the chat right now. I'll try to post it on the website as well when I make this post tomorrow. Again, this was trending on Twitter. This is like not like a hidden article. This is a big, was a big thing. And a lot of people are talking about it. So hmm. as I go down, da, da, da. again, I'm just going to be pointing out any of the rock or metal or alternative ones. David Bowie, Station to Station at number 52. Chuck Berry, The Great 28 from 1982 at number 51. Chuck Berry, the godfather of rock, one of the creators, true founders of rock and roll, and not a good person. And I say that because mm -hmm. he is a St. Louis native. He is St. Louis um, legend. And even people in St. Louis know he was not a good person. He went to jail for a long time, and he deserved it. He was a creep before being a creep was a thing. Oh. Um, I guess first I'll explain for many of you, like Chuck Berry used to own like big nightclubs and restaurants in St. Louis in the 80s. I mean, these were like the drug nightclubs, the party capitals. And Mr. Berry and his restaurant management used to hide, there's no nice, nice way to say it, video cameras in the ladies' bathrooms and watch them. Oh. Hmm. Watched everything, by the way. Take that Sounds as like you will. I'm Sounds like an upstanding citizen. I'm talking about in the stalls cameras. Mm. So, moving on. Jimi Hendrix, Electric Ladyland at number 53. I'm surprised that one wasn't higher. Uh, da -da, Pink Floyd, The Dark Side of the Mood at number 55. Again, mm. a lot of people will have different opinions. But again, top 100 yeah. albums of all time. You can't really argue too much yeah. about it. Led Zeppelin's Four by Led Zeppelin at number 58. Van Morrison, we're not going to talk about. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction at number 62. And as I keep going, there's a lot of hip-hop albums from James E., Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill at number 69. Okay. <laughs> My Bloody Valentine from 1991 with Loveless. Mm. Aretha... Franklin with Lady Soul at number 75. The Who's Who's Next from 1971 at number 77. And let me keep going. Make sure there's nothing else in the top 100 that I missed. ACDC is Back in Black at number 84. Hmm. The Doors, self-titled album at 1967 at number 86. John Lennon's Plastic Ono Band from 1970 at number 85. More Beatles associations. David Bowie's Hunky Dory for, uh, at number 88. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Bruce Springsteen's Darkness on the Edge of Town at number 91. Jimi Hendrix Experience, Axis Boldest Love at number 92. A lot of classic rock, a lot, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. The Stooges Funhouse at number 94. R.E.M.'s Automatic for the People from 1992 at number 96. Metallica's Master of Puppets, one of my favorite albums of all time, at number 97. Taylor Swift's Red at number 99, which is not rock, but I figure Gretchen would like to hear that. Okay. So... There you go. Those are some of the bigger rock, al- like alternative, classic rock, even metal yeah. entries that I just scanned over from the top 100 of the top 500 albums of all time, of all genres ever, according to Rolling Stone. Do they like, do they specify? I'm sure they probably do. I do like, believe they had like their specifications of how, yes, because this was not yeah. just a one person thing. There were many people involved and many musicians involved as well. Like they actually pulled... Right. Um, electorate. Okay, here we go. The electorate includes Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, rising artists like H.E.R., Tierra Wack, Lindsey Jordan of Snail Mail, veteran musicians such as Adam Clayton and The Edge of U2, Raekwon of the Wu-Tang Clan, Gene Simmons of Kiss, and Stevie Nicks. So they had Rolling Stone staff, industry specialists, mm-hmm. and musicians who are on the list all contribute to this. This is not just a... Yeah, so this is just like a list about all genres of all time from all albums, 500 greatest albums from Rolling Stone. Interesting. I just want to know like their rankings of like why you put this one a little bit higher than this one or why you put this one where you did. I'd Understandable. Be interested, like, like how they ranked it. Yeah, again, this Instead is all genres. Like- if I misspoke saying this yeah. is a rock list, it's not. This is There's many rock and rock, alternative, punk metal mm-hmm. albums on the list for sure it is worth doing the deep dive again i'll post the link on the like link to this the pin comment if i can remember to do that and then i'll have it on get that as well it's interesting to go through i'm very interested to see what it is for, like from 500 to 100 but just scanning through that you know and listening to the top 10 i get where they're coming from i get that gretchen does not like the beach boys having the number two album of all time but that's. Just, uh, that's I'll even give it to the Beatles more than the Beach Boys. Well, I would hope so. Well, <laughs> Again, the White Album's my favorite um, Beatles album. When I saw Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon in the top 100, that's not even my pink, favorite Pink Floyd album, but I get it. You know, mm-hmm. like Fleetwood Mac, Rumors, Nirvana, Nevermind. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, makes sense. Prince. Prince, exactly, also makes sense. So, yeah. Marvin Gaye, you know, take take all this for what it's worth. It's just, this is just a very big list that many people, it says over here, over 300 artists, producers, critics, and music industry figures from radio to label heads all contributed. So this is more than 300 people making their votes this time. So it's not just the Rock Coliseum all listing these albums and then giggling about where we put stuff. And <laughs> giggling. Take that for what it's worth. So, I feel that's a good thing. That's a fun thing if you like. You're interested to see where everything is. There's a lot of big names, a lot of more current stuff, a lot of older stuff, as you can imagine. Check that out. Let people know what you think in the comments. Again, the list is a lot of fun to just double down and really go through. Speaking of lists. Um, Gretchen is going to take a time a little bit to tell us something about that's a little bit more interesting and fun that a lot of people are doing right now. Peloton bikes are a huge craze right now and people are loving them. Stock market is like, cause they are, uh, IP, they are funded and traded 
company's doing great, especially with quarantine now. People are doing these at-home workouts with the built-in TV on the bike. You can, like, sync up and do live classes with people. Gretchen informed me that there are rides and bike rides and all this stuff with full rock tracks, like rock track lists, metal track lists, and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's like live race, like live rides that you sign up for and you show up for, and the instructor will have a six or seven playlist of different rock or metal songs or anything like that. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give the time over to Gretchen. Just let her give some of the rides she's seen and done over the past week or two since she's gotten her Peloton. What are some of the highlights you've had, Gretchen, over the past week or two from Peloton with the soundtrack experience? Um, so like, what was the last one that I did? The last one that I did was Sunday. Um, it was, uh, at eight in the morning. I didn't actually do it live though, because I was still asleep. Um, but I did it later and it was just a 20 minute rock ride and it had like, what was it? The Offspring, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes I wonder like what these people consider rock. Um, I get that, but like, still, I like from that one, the names you just said on those, at least it's a variation. It is like, it does sound very like wide spectrum of different styles. Right. Um, and so like, I think I listed this one to you, uh, earlier. There's like a 45 minute classic rock ride that happened earlier today. That was, um, Grateful Dead, Rolling Stones, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Kiss, um, Pink Floyd, Queen, mm-hmm. and like it's just really cool how they manage it because you can actually filter out the classes by music genre. So if you only want to ride to rock or metal or alternative or or what have you, you can actually go into the system and filter it out by that. Um, same thing with like if you prefer certain instructors, you'll find that certain instructors prefer certain types of music. Um, but, but it's pretty cool. And so like once a class has already been done, you don't necessarily have to do classes live. Mm -hmm. Um, you can wait for them to be uploaded and then just kind of, uh, preload them into your bike. Um, and then ride later after, after it went live. And at that time you can see the soundtrack like in the app. Um, and so, like, I, I've learned that, yes, the live rides are fun, but you don't know what music they're going to play. Like, it can say that it's a 90s rock ride, but you don't know what 90s rock they're going to play. And if it's, like, 30 minutes, you're only going to get six songs. Correct. Um, but, like, going in, um, this one instructor did a 15-minute classic rock ride, and it was... Credence, Clearwater Revival, Foreigner, Rush, The Doors, The Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix Experience, I can talk, and Pink Floyd. Okay. So, like, it's it's interesting to see what... Um, yeah, I mean, the somebody's rock ride, like, for 15 minutes, that could work pretty well. And so, like, you know, each instructor picks their own music, so they're like, okay, I want to specifically do 80s rock, um, and and they'll pick what 80s rock music they like the most or the music that will kind of get them up and moving um the most because not all 80s rock is gonna motivate you to bike understandable Um, yes (laughs) but i did do i did do a 
15 minute metal ride um, that had Nine Inch Nails, Disturbed, Corn, Metallica, and Danzig. Okay. That was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's also interesting, like, so for Disturbed, they picked Stupefy. Which is not the song Probably. I don't know if I would have picked. Yeah. Not a terrible that, choice, but not the one I no. would have picked. Um, and, and they include that in, um, it'll show you the class plan. So for this specific class, there's six minutes of a warm up, eight minutes of cycling, and then one minute cool down. So you have Help Me, I'm in Hell by Nine Inch Nails and Stupefied by Disturbed as your warm up. Also, not a, I have, don't know if that's a choice I would have made for the Nine Inch Nails choice either, but I get it. Yeah. Um, and then you have Coming Undone by Corn, For Whom no. the Bell Tolls by Metallica. Sure. And then the first part of Fever by Danzig okay. as your cycling, and then the last part of Fever of Danzig as your cooldown. Okay. Some hits and um, I get. I still get it though. I get the choices, yeah. even if they're not the ones I would have picked. I get it, so I can't. Right. I cannot knock it. So yep, the exactly. reason I wanted to bring this up though, that's a very unique and fun thing to do at home, and that's a very full process to get through those classes and stuff. And mm-hmm. the like, the fact that they have the choices for metal playlists and rock playlists is enormous. So hopefully, mm-hmm. if you have if you've ever been interested in a Peloton bike or something like that. That might be something up your alley. And the more people that sign up, I think I think it is because they do metrics. Like the more people that sign yep. up for the metal rides and the rock rides, the more the more of them they'll have in the future. So how it works is you can um like if you go into the schedule for a rock ride, you can press this little circle and it says like I'm in mm-hmm. and it'll count how many people are in and then you have to actually physically join the class. And by physically, I mean you press a button on your bike that says join class. Um, but that's how they kind of see how many people. And I'll be honest, I've done a pop ride and I've done a bunch of rock rides. And the one pop ride that I did had significantly more people in it than the rock rides. Understandable. I think part of that is because like it might be more music they actually know. Yeah. I, and, um, and that's just and there's nothing wrong with that either. To be fair. Right. Um, and I mean they're both fun. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see what the instructor tells you to do during certain parts of a song. Like sometimes you'll be out of the saddle, um, during like, a, a, a heavier part of the song and then you'll be back in the saddle, which is the bike seat. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me think of horses, but, um, but yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. And especially if you want to go back and do a ride that was done like in January, you can, um, but it's it's a it's a pretty cool thing. I was really excited to see that they had classes that specifically said, you know, '90s rock, '80s rock, um, '60s rock, or metal. Uh, they 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 only have like just metal ride. They don't mm-hmm. have like '90s metal or anything like that. But understandable, at least not yet. Not yet. Um, Again, that's another, yeah. Rock. There you go. Again, that's another thing. So, if more people sign yeah. up for it though and do it that way, then yeah, there might be more of those rides later. Yeah, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, endorsement from Gretchen yeah. on something like that, fun to do. <laughs> Actually, makes it interesting. So, take yeah. that for what it's worth. I think we've covered most of the things we needed to this week. Thank you guys again for sticking with us and coming back after our week off break last time. Hopefully you guys are all doing well. Again, I will have my review of Deftones' Ohms, album, the album review coming up this week, either Thursday or Friday. 
I will have some other surprise stuff coming up soon. I'm working on trying to figure out what my next tier list discography is going to be. I have the idea, the list for my next list video, like 10 so-and-sos. I have that idea written out. I just have to actually, you know, write the video. Next week or the week after when I have the video written out and I'm starting editing, I'll let people know here what it is first early. And a bunch of other stuff coming up down the line as well. Gretchen just posted one of her videos this week, uh, today actually, going over some new septum jewelry. So if you are into body mods and things like that, you can check out her channel and her new videos. And other than that, I think we've covered everything. Again, hopefully you guys are staying safe. If you want live concerts to come back, I would definitely recommend you urging people to wear a mask. And I know this, for those of you who are not in America, listen to this. I know you're probably going to get sick of hearing this from Americans. Um, it's going to be a very tumultuous time the next month and a half with the election coming up. And we're not sure what's going to happen with all of this. It's not going to be a smooth ride, unfortunately. But hopefully we'll have clarity after the first week of November. And then we can start planning for a fun and concert and festival fill 2021. Blue. Well, we have to get past November, that first week of November, but we will get past it one way or another. So yep. that being said, Gretchen, Smith and Myers are going to do, be doing a cover of Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. Mm-hmm. And the Beach Boys have the second greatest album of all time. I would also like to point out that you were kind of correct in saying that I am a fan of Ringo Starr. Because now that I look at the songs that he has had lead vocals on, they're all the songs that I like by the Ringo Beatles. has fans, I know. Yeah, but you made me feel silly because you're like, you said like Ringo didn't sing something. No, he did sing something. I'm just not used to hearing people say Ringo was their favorite. I like Ringo. That's fine. Okay, to like be honest... Like. My dislike for the Beatles came from their bowl cut haircuts. From the early days, right? Yeah. Yes. I hate bowl cut haircuts. And so I just associated it with them. Mm-hmm. So. I was also like 15 years old, so weird yeah. associations. Well, if you were 15 years old and saw those bowl cuts in the 60s, you would have been screaming your head off like all those other girls on those TV clips. Mm-hmm. We'll end with that. If you ever, guys, everyone listening to this, if you ever get bored or on YouTube, look up the Beatles 1963 Shake It Up Baby Live or Twist and Shout Live. Whatever it is in the black and white footage on whatever TV show they were on, it's literally four minutes of them playing and an entire audience of women and girls screaming for four minutes solid. And I'm not talking going, woo, Beatles. No, I'm talking shrieking. Like, literally <laughs> insanity. It's worth watching. <laughs> so, thank you guys again. Really appreciate you guys all tuning in. Thank you to everyone listening on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple, Google, wherever it may be. Please tell your friends. Please share these links out. Word of mouth helps huge for podcasts like this. Gretchen, do you have anything you would like to end with? Just wear a mask and wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And get ready to hear Bad and, Guy by Smith and Myers. And register to vote. Register to vote. It's easy and free. Vote.org, everyone. It's easy, it's, it's fast, and it's free. And today is National Voter Registration Day. Yep, do it today. Just double check that you're registered, everyone. That's it. <laughs>